Welcome to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. Whether you feel that you don't have enough money to start investing or are under the preconceived notion that investing is only for the wealthy, Magnus and his expert guests are here to help you. Now here is your host, Magnus Carter. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is the Making More Money for You show. Uh, I'm your host, Magnus Carter. And apparently, oh, there's there's my guest right now. He's right on time. Uh, hey, Magnus. Sorry, a couple minutes late there. <laughs> no, no, you're actually just right on time. We're just getting started. Uh, nice. I want to, <laughs> and actually just introducing the show. So uh, I have some great news for the show. Uh, it's about a little after a month late, uh, not even a week late, but finally hit 10,000 listens now. So last week it actually hit. I want to say thank you to everybody, mainly our armed forces, because the military, the millionaire, hit 400 listens in a week. That was ridiculous, and it's all I hit. There's a total of 22 countries that tuned in for that special, and everybody around the world, thank you for doing that. Hopefully, you find some other great content out there. Uh, why after listening to that one? Uh, which gives me back to last week. Uh, let's see here. Last week we had, I had uh, the money school with uh, Florian Fritz. Uh, that was a wonderful way to start off the year. You know, we're all New Year's resolutions. We're setting new goals. It's why not start off by, you know, doing a reset on our finances and taking control of them, which brings me to today's show. Today's show is amazingly done with one thing that we all lack and we don't get enough of or we take for granted is sleep and for us to, to actually explore this to topic i have the sleep consultant with me riley jarvis riley welcome to the show thanks so much magnus pleasure to be here today absolutely you know it feels like just yesterday we scheduled the show it was, uh, it was what, <laughs> three months three 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 and a half months ago already and it time flies, flies. yeah <laughs> So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into sleep? And, you know, what uh, I, I like to do it quite a bit. I don't I know I don't get enough of it. But what made you decide to actually make that your profession? Yeah, it's a really good question. And I 10 years ago, if you were to ask me what profession would you be doing? I would have said, like, I'm working in finance, kind of like, a you know, not Wolf of Wall Street, but somewhere along those lines, because that's what I went to school for. And that's what I was aspiring to be as a kid. But and that's kind of what I was doing in my early career. Um, but I was working, you know, 12 to 18 hour work days, and it was pretty relentless. Long story short, I was forced to quit my job just because I started just, you know, making clumsy mistakes. I was tired, fatigued, brain fog. I was starting to lose weight, no energy, even though if, even though I was consuming loads of caffeine, didn't know what was happening with me. So I went to go see the doctors first place, went to a ton of specialists and was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. It's kind of inflammation of the stomach and everything. And um, medications that they were giving me were actually making me feel worse. So I was kind of at this place where back against the wall, lost my job, kind of fell into a depression at the time. Collecting debt, it's like, okay, what do we, what do I do? So rolled up my sleeves, took health into my own hands, and started researching online, like relentlessly. How does our body actually work? Our hormones, our gut, and everything else. Um, you know, fast forward a couple of years, put Crohn's into one hundred percent complete remission. One month I would try, you know, fitness. One month I tried diet. One month I tried sleep. But when I got to that sleep month, 
that's where everything started to change. And that's where Crohn's just like started to disappear. And I was like, wow, that's incredible. And like, if I went to a doctor then or now, they say, I don't even, I don't even have it. So um, when I was able to achieve that, then, you know, just speaking with friends, that became my passion. Um, it was friends, friends of friends, and then just sort of expanded to this like, consultant, what it is today, but it's through the lens, not disease state, but of peak performance. So better focus, getting more done in less time and stuff like that. Okay. Wow. That's, that's impressive because normally when you do go to the doctors and you do have these things, you know, the first thing they want to do is give you a prescription. They don't yeah. want to try anything natural. They don't want to try, uh, anything um not so much natural but anything uh, like an alternative yeah Instead exactly it's, it's always straight for the for the for the pills for the drugs it's like oh okay yeah. we're going to give you this yeah. but on, on top of that when you were starting to take those types of things did you notice other things happening that weren't there before like other, yeah. like some of the side effects uh, like you oh, yeah. were you de developing like other uh conditions or whatever as well yeah, you know, it was, I started to gain weight. My cheeks became super puffy. Um, I, my skin was dry like all the time. Um, I experienced more fatigue, uh, sometimes even stomach pain and cramps. And the worst thing is like you have to stay on these, these, these medication for like weeks, if not a couple months before they're even supposed to take effect. So you go to the doctor and say, Doc, I'm really not feeling good on these things. They're like, no, it's okay. Just stand on it for a little longer. I tried for like another week. It's just like, I can't, I can't do this anymore because you're just not functional. And that didn't seem normal to me. It works great for some people and like truly medication can save people's lives in a lot of ways. But for me, it just wasn't the thing. And so going natural was, was the way to go. Oh, absolutely. Uh, by the way, I am not condoning stopping to take any sorts of medication. If you're on prescribed medication, that is something to take up with your doctor and fight with him about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am not a doctor, uh, nor do I give medical advice on that, but it's something to consider because, uh, more times likely than not, even though we don't tell the doctors exactly what we're feeling, mm -hmm. we always yeah. keep a little bit back because we feel ashamed of it or degraded yeah. by it. Uh, yeah. but you've tried multiple things, you know, the exercise, the diet, and you yeah. finally found it in sleep. So how, yeah. what did you start to do to change your sleep? Uh, what, what, what things did you, you know, um, how did you start and where did you end up? Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, in the beginning it was definitely messy. And so what was interesting with sleep is like, it was the basic things at first. It was sleeping in a pitch dark bedroom. It was cold bedroom environment temperature, no lights, the blue light, you know, reduced a couple hours before bedtime. But then it turned into other things too. It was like, okay, with diet, like don't eat a couple hours before bedtime, um, if you work out, probably don't do it four to five hours before bedtime. So like all these low hanging fruit of the typical sleep hygiene list that you would see and sleep started to improve. But what really got it down is when I started to analyze my uh, biology and I saw like my blood biomarkers, my hormones, my gut, uh, my mitochondria, like heavy, heavy metals or toxins inside of my body. Um, when I started to remove a lot of these things, that's when my sleep started to improve. And as a result, energy started to improve and just all these other things at the same time. Because I realized there was all these fires inside of my body that were happening and it didn't actually sleep. It was just like, I went to bed at a minus 10. By sleep, I got to a minus five, but I never actually was ever in a surplus. So when I got rid of those hidden fires, I was finally, you know, go to sleep at like a plus five. But when I wake up, I'm like a plus 20. So when I kind of felt it that way, it was like, Wow. And then I just have more resilience. So even if there was a night where I had to hit a deadline, I can only sleep four hours. I still had that resiliency because even though I took that out of the bank account, 
um, you know, I still had a, an excess surplus left over opposed to being stuck in, in debt, so to say. Oh, yes. Uh, now see, that's, uh, I'm in that category right now, but it's actually starting to get better because oh, nice. I, I lost a lot of weight, uh, okay. yeah. with training and whatnot. And a lot of stress nice. has gone away that uh, we all know that stress is a definite marker for, for lack of sleep and yeah. tossing Huge. and turning and whatnot. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad that actually happened. How did you decide to start looking for these markers when you start? Was it yeah, research or? it was sort of the similar path. So we're looking back 10 years ago. Um, I was so going to my typical family doctor went, you know, typical blood test. The run is like, um, you know, they'll look at your vitamin B12, your iron, your, your creatine, you know, just like all these different markers that are just basic things that they would run. And I, everything came back normal, but I was thinking like, well, that can't be right. Same thing with my thyroid. It was just, they were testing something known as the TSH, but then you have T3, T4. And I think it was just, you know, hearing nothing back, going back online, researching all this stuff, then masterminding with other people, and then spending a lot of money on more of the, the private um, healthcare doctors. Because at the end of the day, and you mentioned some of this before is, you know, doctor offices are really a business. And so the faster they can get people through the front door, um, you know, for whatever they're doing, you know, there's, whether it's nutrition or sleep, there's not really a, a business in that. Like, so you have to ask yourself at the end of the day, you know, what's sort of behind the iron curtain. So that's kind of what I was looking at. And then it was just, you know, I could go so much deep, deeper with those blood markers. But then when I presented those blood markers to them, like, Hey, can I run these tests? They'd say, no, 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 no. Like, what do you want to run those things for? Um, if there wasn't a valid reason and they weren't going to believe you, they were only going to come to their own assessment, at least in Canada, different places are, are different. So that's where I had, to, I realized I had to go um, the private route and take help to my own hands that way. Okay. Uh, that's definitely something to consider is you have to be your own advocate for this and you, you yeah. didn't stop fighting. So yeah. what type of, while we're on like professions and whatnot, what classifies you to be a professional, a professional in this and a specialist? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, obviously what I was saying before was just me, you know, on the internet masterminding with other people and stuff. But over 10 years, yeah, became a um, a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, certified sleep science coach, DNA fit certified. And yeah, working on a lot more. It's interesting, you know, with the sleep, it's so much in its infancy stages that trying to find specific certifications for it um, can be hard to come by. But uh, next step might be looking at some of the higher tier universities um in the usa okay now did you find yourself you said hormones and, and blood and whatnot how much of this did you have to actually study for in the brain and the mind, mindset aspect of it yeah mindset is huge because people don't realize like we have 60 to seventy thousand thoughts per day and each of those thoughts can create a chemical reaction inside of our body now ask yourself are the majority of those good or the majority of those bad? And if you're, the majority of your thoughts are negative and they're causing cortisol and stress in your body, then it's going to definitely hamper your sleep, hamper your energy. Um, it's going to increase fat storage in your body, um, mood swings, um, you know, cravings for food, and so many of these other things happening at once. Okay. Well, definitely, especially um, the body is, is it true that the body compensates for when it starts to lack for something, it'll actually overcompensate in another area. Exactly. Yeah. So our body is always trying to seek homeostasis, but the, the analogy I like to give is think of like a Jenga puzzle. You'd start pulling out the pieces, like pull out one here. You got to pull out one there to balance it. But eventually when you keep doing that, it'll just come all tumbling down. So it's kind of like coffee, right? Like people think, well, in order to get energy, I'll just drink Red Bull or drink coffee and get on with it. Well, if you do that too long, 
you look at people's app results, like their cortisol and adrenal glands and hormone systems are just tanked. Like there's nothing mm-hmm. left, but it's just burning the candle for both ends. So um, depends on the approach you want to take. I think there's a time and place where you can hit a deadline and you sleep less and you sacrifice those things. But now you're sacrificing at the tail end versus if you get sufficient sleep, everything is just working. You kind of live this like effortless experience where like each unit of output is just so much easier. It's just like a cleaner car. You just use gas way more efficiently than one that's dirty and, um, you know, has its pipes all clogged up. So it's, um, definitely something with the human body when you can optimize it, things become easier. You get more done, more money in your business, you know, it just goes on and on from there. And this isn't an overnight thing that actually happens. This happens over time and, uh, how we, we habitualize and prioritize our life. Is it right? Totally. Yeah. It's, it's all these elements that come in together. We, we like to think it's an overnight thing just when we go to the doctor and it's sort of that take a pill mentality and then everything will be solved. But it's everything too. Like if you were to rate yourself, like you made a list, you put like energy, focus, concentration, creativity, give your rating, give yourself a score like one out of 10. Let's just say those are like one, two, four, five, three, et cetera. Now, what about if you could change all those scores to like a nine out of 10 or a 10 out of 10? The version of you, like if you add all those up, all these elements that go into you, you're just a much better version of yourself, whether you're trying to make more money, whether you want to be a better parent or friend, you know, just all these things. So that's where it gets pretty powerful. Okay. Now you're saying we we have to do, we do have to change ourselves and we've got to want to change ourselves. When, when uh, facing this and you actually face what a, uh, what a client and whatnot, how long how long is the program that you put them on for? Does it vary? Is it a specific program that you tailor to somebody or is it just something that it's like, Oh, okay, this is what you have. And this is what we're going to do. Definitely. So everyone's different. Like if, if somebody has all the time and they're, they're God willing and there's not really anything getting in their way. Uh, we can, you know, typically within four weeks, they can see tremendous results, but it also depends on where they were. Like if they were suffering for 20 years, like if they could get better within six months to a year, that's pretty good relatively. But for the average person who's just looking to optimize, like get from an eight out of 10 to 10 out of 10, typically like my program length is about eight weeks long, uh, between about eight and 12 weeks. But, you know, we can extend that up towards upwards of a year. So like maybe a person, instead of one session every week, they want one every month because they're just so busy and they got family and their job and everything like that. Or they just, you know, can't follow the protocol. But if you follow the protocol, um, we give you exactly what your body needs, your mindset's in place. And we're just doing all those things. And we're just doing 1% improvements each and every day where it's easy for you and it fits into your lifestyle. That those are the people who see t- typically see the results the quickest. Oh, wow. Okay. That is, that's a lot to take in and definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when you, t- how many clients do you normally take at a time? When, when you do start doing this? Yeah, good question. So I work with, I do group-based coaching, but then I also do one-on-one coaching. And so then the one-on-one coaching is kind of separated, like just one-off sessions with me. Mm-hmm. Or somebody does, it's called the executive program, and that's where I send them an aura ring. I'll send five lab test kits directly to their house, looking at about a thousand biomarkers, roughly. And um, they'll take a, a sample, send it back to the lab. I'll see the results electronically and then we'll create a custom tailor protocol based on them i can ship everything to their house what program you know and everything else to follow um so that's kind of like one-on-one that's kind of like the higher tier tier um so how many at a time it's typically like 
I could I could take upwards like on a one-on-one basis, probably up to 30 clients a month. Um oh probably that's comfortable because I also want to focus on the quality and everything else and not, <laughs> yeah, right. not just burn myself out. But um, but you know, when you do the group, you could probably do a little bit more too. So it really just depends and varies. Um, and depending, you know, sort of where people are and stuff like that. Okay. Now we're talking like sleep is something that we our body needs and whatnot, but how does sleep with your clients and from your personal experience, how does that relate to dealing with money? How do you, how do you, how do people uh, with lack of sleep and overstressed have you seen deal with their financial situations? Yeah. So if you can't sleep properly, if you're stressed, then your ability to make money is going to go down likely significantly. And the reason is because, well, let's just say you need to make sales calls. Well, it's not just the script you say, it's how you say certain things. It's how you deliver things. So maybe you notice now your sales call conversion is down. You can't close as many sales. You can't work as efficiently during the day. You're not as good of a leader, so you can't dictate specific, um, you know, instructions to give your employees. Um, you know, everything is just sort of in disarray. And as a result of that, you're more stressed, and so now you can't sleep well, and that turns into, you know, even this downward spiral of even um, like lower energy, lower focus. You know, you can't get as much done during the day. So just think like you, like if you got with proper sleep and everything else, maybe you could get. Um, like really deep, solid work, let's say four to six hours. But if you didn't sleep that well, maybe it's only one or two hours. So you would need like three times extra days in that sleep deprived state to make up for days if you were just sleeping well anyway. So there's different ways to look at it, but definitely, you know, making money, you know, sacrificing sleep in order to achieve goal in the short term, I think is okay. But overall, just as a general philosophy and template, you definitely want to take more of a inside first, outside second type of model. Okay. Well, that is an excellent place to stop for a moment. We got to take a break. So when we come back, we'll actually get more in depth with how money relates to our sleep. And especially we just covered one of the main things of stress that it causes. So everybody, we're going to be right back. Uh, people that are just tuning in, hold tight. We'll be right back as well because we have a lot more to uh, to talk about with Riley and sleep and how it affects our our day-to-day life, and our finances. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Everyone deserves the opportunity to have access to the knowledge to make their own choices when it comes to where their money goes. Listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter will give you that access. Investing isn't just for the wealthy. Making More Money for You, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. If you have any questions for Magnus or his guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5789. That's 866-472-5789. Now back to the show. Here is Magnus Carter. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is the Making More Money For You show. I'm your host, Magnus Carter. And with me, uh, Riley Jarvis is here, the sleep consultant, and we are talking about sleep. Uh, a lot of resolutions and a lot of goals for the year is to start being healthier, to get better finances. And we're taking one of the building blocks right here is actually taking care of yourself and getting sleep. Welcome back to the show, Riley. Thanks, Magnus. Glad to be back. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, it just feels like yesterday, like we said in the first part of the show, if you missed the first part of the show, definitely go back and listen to it. It'll be uploaded tonight on all your main streaming platforms because we covered a lot of content, like 15 minutes, <laughs> pretty much <laughs> almost the whole show in like 15 minutes. Uh, but to continue our conversation, uh, we did, we were talking about what, how sleep def deprivation, some of the markers that cause sleep def deprivation flow, uh, overflow into our finances. We talked yeah. one, about the, the largest one, which is stress, yeah. you know, stress causes a lot of anxiety. Well, stress actually leads into anxiety and frustration. Am I right? And that yeah, actually absolutely. just, um, and it's just a giant boulder that comes down. What else on top of those three items, those three main, you know, main cousins, have you seen with clients that actually impact their sleep and impact their finances as well? Yeah. You know, it's, it's really everything. If you can think of any negative human emotion that you would experience when you have poor, poor sleep, it basically acts as a magnifier and all those things. So if you felt like, you know, you were short tempered and that was like a four out of 10. Well, now it's a seven out of 10. Um, you know, maybe you couldn't focus as good instead of a four out of 10, but your regular state, maybe now it's like an eight or a nine out of 10, you know, so it's different for everybody how it turns out. But, um, you know, especially when it, when it comes to making money, you just think, okay, well, what are the factors that are important to making money? One, you need to be clear mind because you have to think of some sort of strategy. But let's say you you have all that figured out. You need to execute that strategy. Well, what goes into execution? Well, you need to have energy. You have to do a task over and over again. You can't be too distracted. Well, what goes into being too distracted? Well, that's when you just feel tired. You're daydreaming. You look at your phone. Um, you know, all those things that go into it. Um and then also making money like relationships. Well, if you're just not a great person to be around, you know, you're just, you're not going to attract that kind of stuff into your life that can turn into a business deal or whether it's your colleagues or your team or anything like that. So it's kind of, I wish it was just one thing like that simple because it'd be pretty easy to execute, but it's kind of all these things that go in together. But the nice part is that I've experienced is when you just plug in sleep, it's like the Pareto's principle. We get 20% of the results or 80% of the results with 20% of the work. So sleep is that 20% where we're already sleeping anyway. You know, going to the gym 
is kind of difficult, like following a plan, going through the excruciating pain sometimes, or like a new diet. It's like three cups of this, three teaspoons of that. That's sort of hard to do, planning that all up. But sleep is something we're already getting anyway. So if you can dial that in, your metabolism can just naturally go up. So if everything's the same, you can start losing weight. Your recovery will be better. Your stress resilience is better. Your mood starts to improve. Inflammation goes down. All these other things as well. Now you have the motivation, let's say, to go out and start going to the gym to improve your diet. But these two things like fitness and diet improve your sleep at the same time. So it's sort of this two-way channel that happens. Okay. Well, you touched on something that I wanted to get into next uh, yeah. is quality. How yeah. how does one determine the quality of sleep they get? It's it's tough, right? Because you don't know. Uh, it's it's interesting because unless you have a, some kind of sleep tracker on, there's a couple different ways. So you can go to a hospital, do a polysomnograph. That's just a fancy word for sleep study. Mm-hmm. Where you're in the, the hospital setting, they'll do it that way. That's kind of more if it's like a clinical diagnosis, like sleep apnea. Other ones are like, you know, fitness devices or, or sleep devices you can wear. One is like an aura ring that I'm wearing now, or like an Apple watch or some of these other devices that you can utilize. And that will tell you general trends. And that's probably my favorite. And number three is if you have a partner that sleeps next to you, they'll probably tell you, you know, I've, I can't tell you the amount of times I work with people. Um, they, they sleep alone and they thought they never had sleep issues, but then they're in bed with a partner. And then all of a sudden, the tartar says, you should go get screened for sleep apnea because it sounded like they were choking throughout the night, um, you know, snoring, um, you know, you name it. So there's a few different sleep conditions, or maybe it's, it's not that it was just something that was minor. So that's one thing too, but to really track it yourself, like the aura ring is probably my favorite because that's really all they specialize in. They do other things too, but I find it's very accurate. It's just, you know, just goes on your finger, keep it on the daytime, nighttime and, um, track it on your phone. Okay. Yeah, well, I every now and then I actually fall asleep on my dive computer. On my dive computer, my oh, Garmin okay. has all that stuff built in. When I wake up and I, it's like, nice. and uh, like you're saying, check your cell phone. Everything's on our our smartphones. We are so yeah. connect. We are extremely connected to anywhere and anything anymore. Yeah, and, and it's been strange because I seen one night I got like negative twenty five worth. Of sleep. Woke up after like eight hours. I'm like, huh. Well, that's not right. But after I go to bed and I get like four hours of sleep, I'm like negative nine. <laughs> so I'm like, it, it's really weird. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely understand that. And it actually chart it actually charts as long as you keep keep the device on and you don't yeah. let the battery die. Yeah. Um, uh, but what are some of the key signs to look for when you don't have good sleep when you wake up in the morning? For sure. So let's, do you mean like from a tracker to look at or just like how you feel generally? Just in general, how, because there might be people out there that can't, one can't either can't afford it or two can't find them or they don't want any more electric, any more uh, uh, stimulus from electronics in their life, if you will. Yeah. Great question. So the first one is when you wake up, do you feel like you have to hit the snooze button? And if you have to hit the snooze button multiple times, there's a good chance that you didn't get a fully high quality sleep. But like, what is quality sleep? So just, I won't go too deep, but we have 90 minute sleep cycles. And within one 90 minute sleep cycle, we'll have light sleep, deeper sleep, um, non-REM sleep, and then the cycle sort of repeats. And we generally want about four to five cycles of those sleep of, of those sleep cycles in order to get the best sleep. And we generally want to have about an hour and a half of deep sleep and an hour and a half of REM sleep. REM sleep is more the mind and deep sleep is more recovering the body and stuff like that. 
if we do not get sufficient REM sleep, we'll find that with our mind, you know, we're sort of forgetful. We might have that brain fog. We might feel kind of grumpy, but if we didn't get proper deep sleep, if we did a workout, maybe we didn't feel fully recovered, um, that kind of thing. And especially if we don't get, you know, so we count 90 minutes, then we have three hours, four and a half hours, six hours, seven and a half hours, and then nine hours. And so if we don't get proper sleep, like a, an, enough of those sleep cycles, let's say we only got two, we only got, you know, three hours of sleep or four and a half hours of sleep. We're not going to fully restore the body and the mind. And so that will cause us when we wake up to hit the snooze button, or maybe we're, we're waking up multiple times throughout the nighttime, whether it's to go to the bathroom, because typically, you know, it's people's people think it's normal to wake up multiple times in the night, but ideally you really want to get to a point where you don't wake up in the night. Like maybe one time is fine, but you kind of want to set a goal for yourself and think like, okay, why am I waking up? Is it because I'm stressed? Is it because I'm going to the bathroom? Because whatever it is, there's different ways to improve each of those things. But you can kind of, if you address the body, it's just a whole and improve stress, improve diet, improve, you know, lower inflammation in the body, blood sugar, all these other things, all those things that go into poor sleep will just start to improve anyway. But yeah, if you wake up and you need to drink coffee, uh, you can't get through the throughout the day without kind of some kind of stimulus. Um, you have to hit the snooze button multiple times. You wake up throughout the night. You're tossing and turning. You're you're, and people know like what does a good sleep feel like to them? Like they could probably remember a time last year where they got proper sleep and they just felt like themselves. But if they didn't sleep well, then it's not that. And then there's different degrees of like like how much of that it, it's not. So um, you can kind of, it's really good to just kind of do experiments with yourself and just see, okay, how do I feel? And you can also just journal it too, write down like, how did I feel like I slept last night? And then you can just keep just what a tracker would do, but you can just keep it in a journal. How's my energy today? How is my focus today? Did I drink coffee today? Do I have energy in the gym today? Um, am I craving like sweet foods and salty foods when I generally don't? Because if we're sleep deprived, we can specific hormones that control our hunger called leptin and ghrelin, they can be significantly off and make us feel more hungry than we actually are and what our body needs. So these are all things to look at. Wow, that's a lot. Those are some very important tips because at some point or another, I know I felt it and I'm sure the listeners out there have felt it or we're feeling it right now. Uh, to touch on that, the last time I actually got amazing sleep is when i was sleeping by the ocean on vacation <laughs> yeah it's amazing right it, it is it, it is it was actually yeah. i felt that the sound of the ocean was yeah. extremely yeah um, calming and that yeah there's actually nights where my mind is going so much from doing you know a lot of work yeah. i have to calm it down and the only way that i really do calm it down is by actually playing that on my phone yeah i know right so it's like so for you, it's like the waves. I mean, the waves is amazing. That helps so many people. And plus, you know, when you're out, out by there, you have the fresh sea air and everything. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like you can have ambient noises too. And that really works with people as well. So it's like, there's just another tool you can use in your toolbox. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. uh, I actually tried the ambient noises as well. Like the, the chimes and the yeah. rain and all that stuff. Yeah. It's like, it, it it worked a little bit, except for the bulls, yeah. those high sounding bowls it was yeah, just yeah. too loud <laughs> yeah <laughs> i agree though the oceans out of all of them they're they're my favorite for sure oh and it just it honestly takes me back to when i was there and yeah it's like it, right my body automatically it, it associated with it 
Yeah. Uh, like, like what you were saying is I, I found that the bot, my body associates the feeling that I was when I was actually there. And, yeah. and that's one of the reasons why I started scuba diving. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> but, yeah. Because it, I found it very relaxing when you're underwater, yeah. nobody can really bother you. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You're just kind of the world sort of on uh feels like you're wearing noise canceling headphones and you're just kind of away <laughs> from the world, but um, no, totally know what you mean. Right. Cause you're just kind of all this, we don't realize it, but there's all this stimulus around us that our brain is trying to process subconsciously. And we don't realize like that actually has an impact on us and our stress. And like, you know, even stuff from the past, like all humans have some form of trauma, like a micro trauma, not something that crazy event that happened to them, but that can influence their behaviors, you know, going years back. And it's tough to get into that for some people. And like certain, certain things can trigger them. Like you said, a positive association, but people can have negative associations. Like you may notice like everyone's in a, a certain situation, but one person might freak out and everyone's like, well, what's up with that? What's up with Billy there? What is he doing? Well, that can be associated with things that you may not even be aware of. And, you know, everybody just has different forms of that and just certain situations. So that's where I think a big pattern here is just awareness, knowing what it is for you, whether that's journaling, tracking, um, you know, your sleep on a tracker, whether it's thoughts, you know, some people think that's woo-woo to, to journal your thoughts, but think of it as like a tool for the mind in order to optimize the mind. Um, you know, I was way back in the day, I was probably the last person to ever want to journal. But once I started doing it, it was just amazing how I could see from a meta level my thoughts and how they just didn't make any sense. And it was almost like my subconscious mind recognized that. And then it just stopped having those negative associations and then i just didn't have to do it anymore so you kind of think of it like a quick acute phase you go through it once and then after that you might need some maintenance and tune-ups but once you kind of do it if you do it the right way then you're kind of good oh okay so it's more or less emptying your mind out on a piece of paper <laughs> yeah you know like that that's one too that can help sleep like about an hour and a half before you go to bed do a brain dump like just make it a free associative exercise piece of paper pen Write down whatever comes to mind, what you have to do, your thoughts, um, feelings, anything. And what that actually does is it increases the bandwidth um, of your mind. So just think of like a computer that's full of viruses. You can dump all that onto a USB stick, take it out. Now your brain doesn't have as much to process while it sleeps. And it can actually help improve your REM sleep as well. So it's super basic. And that's why a lot of people don't do it. But um, it is to spend five minutes, you know, five, 10 minutes, an hour and a half before bedtime, an hour before bedtime. That will really help you, um, especially with stress and stuff. Oh, wow. Now, have you seen an increase with stress and these markers and whatnot when people are constantly multitasking? Yeah, it's a big one for sure. Um, yeah, I could, I could probably, I'm just trying to think of many people who multitask are like that for one it's not as efficient you know to focus on one activity they're shown that's the the best way if you want to be efficient and get things done but two when you multitask it, it kind of like tricks your brain that if you focus a little bit on this a little bit on this a little bit on that that you're getting more things done but you're just doing less of each of those things instead of just that one main thing a good analogy like i like to look at numbers imagine you have you start the day the day and you have 100 units of energy and you have five things that you have to do that day or three things you have to do that day. How many units of the energy can you allocate to each of those things? If you have all these things, let's say you can only allocate 10 units of energy in each one, you really not got, you didn't get that much done. It might seem like it because it was busy work, but not actually productive work versus going in, the, going in on that project that you were procrastinating on. 
um, putting all your units of energy into that. And that's what you may, you know, maybe led to more money down the road or whatever it might be. You can just be a lot more efficient that way. But when you have better sleep and everything, now you have more units of energy to allocate to the things that you have to do for that day. But um, yeah, back to the multitasking. Um, it can definitely increase stress. Um, it's just more things coming into your mind that uh, can increase cortisol, adrenaline, and uh, prevent, you know, proper sleep as well. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, and that's one of the worst things ever. We're for the longest time, we were told to multitask, especially yeah. in our work lives and in our day-to-day -day lives. It's like, Oh, you got to have multiple things going and mm -hmm. uh, going here and going there and causing us to have scatterbrain and yeah. shiny, shiny uh, object syndrome. Yeah. If you will. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, uh, we're almost at break time already. I can't, for the second break already. It's this time is just flying by. Goes and by if you were sleeping while doing this, hopefully you have your mind will actually acquire this, and you know you wake up with. That's a good question. When people are doing uh, sleep study, when you're yeah. doing a sleep study, how when people when doing a sleep study with uh, trying to learn something, how. Yeah does that affect our, our sleep habits when you're trying to like learn a second language? Because a lot of things were, we have like two, well, we'll guess, how about we get into that when we come back? Sure. Because, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah because <laughs> this, I didn't realize how, how much I was actually talking and now the yeah. clock is actually counting down, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm actually curious to find out how, how sleep and our learning processes uh, coincide when we get back. Everybody, yeah. we're going to take a quick break. Uh, thank you for tuning in. If you just tuned in, or if you have been listening to us, we're going to be back in one moment and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Everyone deserves the opportunity to have access to the knowledge to make their own choices when it comes to where their money goes. Listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter will give you that access. Investing isn't just for the wealthy. Making More Money for You, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. You are listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. If you have any questions for Magnus or his guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5789. That's 866-472-5789. Now back to the show. Here is Magnus Carter. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I have Riley Jarvis here from The Sleep Consultant. We are in the last phase, uh, last portion of this uh, broadcast. And I want to jump right back into how does our mind and sleep help us learn? 
how like we were talking about before with the with the languages mm-hmm. and the tapes that we're supposed to listen to overnight so our our, yeah. our brain picks it up how does yeah. this work and affect our sleep yeah you know you can go so deep on this like you said you have those hypnosis tapes where you can you know just really put it into your subconscious mind the subconscious is extremely important um, with all this stuff. And that's, you can get into the realm of hypnosis, NLP, and all that stuff when it comes to to mindset. Just like I was talking about with the 70,000 thoughts on average that humans can have per day. Um, that's one thing. But if we actually want to learn something like using our conscious mind to ingrain lessons, whether it's something academic, whether it's learning a language, studying for a course, or even like something athletic, like to learn a certain movement, like if you're playing tennis and you're trying to get good at that, good sleep is is foundational to all of those things. And the reason is this, is because when we sleep specifically within REM sleep, our brain is just about as active as when we are awake. We think our brain shut off, but our brains are just about as active during REM sleep. Um, in the first, so think of sleep in, t- to simplify, to think of sleep in two different cycles. So let's say we sleep eight hours. In the first cycle of, in the first half of our sleep, we get more deep sleep. This is restoring more of our physical body. In the second half of our sleep, we're restoring more of our mind. We have it's more REM sleep dominant. And so if we wake up in the middle of the night, we like let's say we go to bed at 10 p.m., we wake up at 2 a.m. and we can't fall asleep, or you know, it's just mixed, we're directly in, negatively impacting our REM sleep. Um, and during REM sleep, this is what happens for our memory, is it's consolidating memories. So it's it's trying to make sense of you know the world from the day before, but things that we learned, we're trying to ingrain that with, you know, we, we're all familiar with like with our neurons. So you have a neuron, and there's an amazing book I recommend everybody check out. It's called the the Talent Code by Daniel Coyle. And what he talks about in there is how like when some when some people are, are um, very smart uh, or they can just think on the fly, yeah, some people are born genetically and they're gifted. But there's something to say about people when they focus on one thing for a long period of time, they do it in the right way. What is actually happening in the brain when we're learning a new skill set? And there's something known in the brain uh, called the myelin sheath. So in our brain, we, we know we have all these different neurons, but in sending these electric um, channels across each other, but the transporter, for those is it's the myelin sheath is basically this kind of fat um, wall that kind of surrounds that. And they show the more myelin sheath that we have, the more efficient our brain is at just communicating between networks. Because the more the, the faster it can communicate with each other, the more efficient we can think of thoughts, the solution to a problem. Um, but what we learned the day before, we kind of like set the spark to whatever we're going to learn, but it's sleep that actually ingrains all those different things together. And so without proper sleep, even though we learn the right things, that's where we can, um, you know, we can get great progress when we can maximize that in the best way. And what's sort of interesting is if you, we all heard of the expression sleep on it. Well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things to that because do you ever find when, you know, at nighttime, you just can't think of the issue or think of the solution to a problem but you wake up and then all of a sudden you just have the solution. Well, it was because your mind was processing everything. It wasn't doing nothing. It was processing everything in the background. So if you can utilize your subconscious mind to your advantage, um, you know, a lot of like the, the point Hill thinking grow rich and some of these, these other things um, in the self-help space, if you, if there's any problem that you're trying to fight on, you're trying to think about just sleep on it and just trust that your brain will have the answer the very next day because with the proper REM sleep 
more likely than not, you'll you'll have it. Like even when you're in the shower, if you're just kind of daydreaming and letting your subconscious mind process, how often in the shower do we just all of a sudden have that idea? Or where we're just kind of daydreaming and then boom, it just comes out of nowhere. It's because we're giving our mind that chance. And if we're just constantly, you know, push, 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 coffee, 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 medication, medication, we're really never giving our brain, you know, it does have sort of this inner intelligence if we give it the chance, but just from hustling and everything else, we just don't... Um, give it the resources to do that. So yeah, long, long answer to, to, uh, to your question. So, um, better sleep can just improve all these things at once. Okay. What's some of the new, uh, nutritional value, nutritional things that we can do to promote better sleep? A lot of things you can do. So one of the biggest ones, why we don't sleep that great is because our bodies are inflamed and so this is more of a long-term thing, but if, if we're constantly, you know, eating processed foods, like a lot of oils that are um, causing inflammation inside of our body, this is going to cause our body to always be in this sort of, um, fiery state where you can just think of all these inflammation is sort of like, we think of inflammation, like when we get a cut or like we have a sore joint, it becomes inflamed, but inflammation can also be inside of our body. It's called systemic inflammation. And this is where just it's, it's the tissues inflamed, things are inflamed. And as a result, our immune system has to come in, which 80% of our immune system is located inside of our gut, has to come in and use its resources to fight off that inflammation. But if our body is always in this state, our hormones have to come in to support that. Our you know micronutrients have to come in to support that versus if we just didn't have these fires at all, then our body could focus on healing and building itself up instead of breaking down all the time. So by eating the proper diet and specific nutrients, that's one thing that they can do. So what does that look like? Well, eating whole foods, obviously, like we've all heard of that, removing the processed stuff. But think of it like each, each meal that you have, make it easy for you. Think of a template, choose one protein. So like, like pork, fish, beef, whatever, choose one carbohydrate that's healthy. So carbohydrate could be like fruit, vegetables, sweet potatoes, white rice, anything like that. I usually stay away from gluten or dairy. Uh, number three is choose one good healthy source of fat. So like avocado, olive oil, healthy form of nuts, anything like that. And number four is choose one seasoning. So it could be turmeric, Himalayan sea salt, anything like that. So for each meal, just choose one of those four categories that are clean it's really that easy. And like, you can get into amounts and stuff, but that's one thing that you can do to keep it really clean. And number two is blood sugar. So a big reason why we wake up in the night, a lot of the time is because our blood sugar is riding this roller coaster where if our, we eat something sugary, our blood sugar spikes goes up. Now insulin comes in to bring it back down. Well, now it's low. Now we need cortisol and adrenaline to bring that back up to baseline again. Well, cortisol and adrenaline are stimulatory and that will cause us to wake up. And now you add that into you know, an anxious mind because you can't, you can't sleep. And now you're getting to, you know, you're getting the way of, you know, your memory and your focus and your REM sleep and your deep sleep and everything that goes along with it. Okay. So definitely diet. Um, how about water? How about our water intake? Or, or yeah. Yeah. Water is a, was, a, is a good one. The general, generally what they say is you want to drink half your body weight. That's in pounds in ounces so if you weigh 200 pounds 100 ounces of water each day is usually okay. what you want to go with but you don't want to have liquids too close to bedtime like usually three hours mm -hmm. try and limit that because if you wake up to go to the bathroom that's a big one um, but you can also have pink himalayan sea salt um or or um some of these healthy forms of salt or like Remen's real salt or celtic salt 
um, not going too deep into the science, but this can help um, hold on to your liquids while you sleep, and so you don't wake up as much during the nighttime. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, that and that's one of the things that I found out with losing weight and working out again is all the water. I, I yeah, about a about a gallon a day. I, yeah, I've been drinking a little over, nice. uh, depending on how much I sweat. Yeah. Um, yeah, that waking up in the middle of the night two, three times. Yeah. Because I know I wasn't going to make it through the day, <laughs> through the whole <laughs> night with that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I start, I started doing that as well. And I've noticed nice. a big difference with it. Yeah. Uh, if from the stuff you've, you have now mm-hmm. that you've learned now, what's one piece of advice that you would have given yourself when you started this journey? Yeah, that's a really good one. I would say for me, it was, I was so focused on like, hustle, hustle, hustle. And I was so focused on like reading business books, um, you know, just like all these external things when really I had, I had the answer. Like I knew more than I actually realized it was just, my body was so stressed out and it was so inflamed and it was just, it it was really just in a breaking down state that it, it couldn't take any of this in. So what I should have done looking back is focus on the internal first, improve energy, focus, all these other things, and then everything would have just come way more naturally. And, and um, as a result, would have just been, would have been a happier person instead of just trying to struggle all the time. And uh, I think things would have gone in my favor a lot more. But, you know, blessing in disguise. Absolutely. Uh, because without those, you wouldn't be here where you were at right now. Exactly. Helping other people. Yeah. So I, I've been noticing that as well um, in my journey. And as you're seeing in, in your journey is we're constantly evolving. Yeah. And as you're seeing it with your studies, what is the next big thing that's going to, that you've seen on the pipeline that would affect our sleep or help our sleep? You know, there's a lot of cool stuff happening in the biotech space where millionaires and billionaires are investing <laughs> in specific companies. You know, I think the future is going to be personalized healthcare. So like you literally go into the doctor and they can, um, this is probably years away, but you know, what if they could just do like a finger scan or some kind of blood prick test and they could detect like specific diseases, um, what micronutrients you need, um, you know, just things to look out for. So now you have an approach that's completely personalized to you, you know, all in just like this one thing. We thought we had it with Theranos with that Elizabeth Holmes, I think her name was, but it was that big fraud that happened. But um, yeah, who knows some sometime in the future with that. But when it comes to sleep, there's just so many like cool devices in the mainstream that are happening. Like there's a, a new device coming out called Sensei. Um, it's probably going to be out in March. That's uh, fantastic. It's kind of, it's going to help with, with sleep, uh, you know, wellness, um, you know, just like improving focus. A lot of these wellness things um, to go into it with the mind. It's sort of along the lines of neurofeedback, um, which, so then that's another one, neurofeedback. Um, there's just a lot of new optimizations in, but just, you know, all these new gadgets and technology that are happening. And then with the science coming out with like sleep is truly in its infancy stages and they're discovering new things. seems like every week. So it's exciting time to be alive. (laughs) Well, uh, I know when I worked in the medical field from when I started there till like three years later, it's astronomical what the changes were. Yeah. Especially with the technology and and the new applications, um, yeah. sleep is definitely no no different with that. Yeah. Um, I hate to say it, but we're actually getting ready to close the show. We have a couple minutes left, Riley. 
Wow. Uh, yeah, it, it's been a wonderful conversation about sleep mm-hmm. and you know how it affects all all aspects of our life, our financial, our health, our our well being, the people around us, you know, mm-hmm. our environment and whatnot. Where can the listeners actually, if they want to learn more about you and your studies and whatnot, how can we find you and uh, how how could you help them? Yeah, definitely. So they can just go to www.thagsleepconsultant.com. Um, you can reach me directly at Riley, R-I-L-E-Y, at thesleepconsultant.com. And then you can just look me up um, LinkedIn and Facebook, Riley Jarvis, R-I-L-E-Y, J-A-R-V-I-S, and more than happy to help. Oh, absolutely. Riley, I couldn't thank you enough for being here. Uh, we have both have busy schedules. This is a great way to kick off the new year. Yeah, uh, well, uh, definitely a better way to uh, start a healthy, healthier new year. So, Thanks, Magnus. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's it's been a pleasure. But this week, this show is actually going to be concluding for the week, everybody. But next week, I have Drone Deck coming back on. And if you haven't been, actually, if you've been living under a rock and don't know what Drone Decks are. Dronek is and what they're actually doing out there. Here's a quick thing. They are revolutionizing the way we get packages and the delivery system all in general. Uh, we're talking across the board. Um, I actually have Dan O'Toole coming back. We're going we're gonna to take some time to figure out what he's been doing, what's going on, what's coming up. Riley, I can't thank you enough for being here and sharing your expertise on sleep. Um, but everybody, that's actually the show for today. Uh, if you have to do one thing, try try one or two things that we've talked about in the show. See if they work. And if they don't work, try one more thing the next night. Uh, your health is important. And from what we've talked about, your finances are re- related to your health. So kind of go hand in hand. So take the time to uh, focus on it. Uh, thank you for tuning in. And we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to the next show where we will be making more money for you. Until then, have a fantastic week.